fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening. We have such an important election upon us, August 2nd. Some very, very, very important candidates running. And we need to make sure we clean house and flip the seats to make sure our state central committee is working for the people, not for their own special interest. A very special guest on today's show, candidate for state central committee from the 33rd district, Mr. Rick Barron. Rick, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Sam. I want to thank you so much for uh, giving me this airtime and, uh, God bless you. Keep up the good work, brother. Well, you have a lot of knowledge, and I thank you for that, but you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of information, and you're uh, facing off a very corrupt and, uh, I guess, I would say important individual in in the Republican Party and and an individual that's probably responsible for a lot of the problems going on. And my listeners and me are very excited to hear what you have to say. And not only about that, but why you, why Rick Barron is the candidate to serve the 33rd district and help the Ohio Republican Party move forward into, you know, the best that it can be, because we're not at our full potential. No, we are absolutely not at our full potential. We are solidly a red state. Uh, I'm from Youngstown, Mahoning County. Mahoning County hasn't voted Republican, I think it was 56 years, almost almost my entire lifetime or before I was born, they have not voted for a Republican in a presidential election. We have done that in Mahoning County in 2020. Uh, we, uh, our county went for Donald J. Trump. And what's even more interesting about that, I ran for commissioner in Mahoning County and no one thought I would get 21% of the vote against a 40-year uh, uh, incumbent Democrat, special interest, a lot of money out the wazoo, what have you. And I got 40, almost 41% of her vote as an unknown with no money uh, from special interests, no real help from the Republican Party. Two Novembers ago, I stood beside a judge candidate, a conservative lady in the city of Youngstown that was going after Big time uh, Democrat name. Dad was like 40 years the head of the Democrat Party. Uh, he's an attorney, and she took him down. She won the city of Youngstown. Not only did she win the city of Youngstown, she won every single precinct in one of the heaviest Democrat cities in the state of Ohio as a conservative woman. Now, that, that, that really blows me away. So when you talk about our potential, it is the time. In Ohio, we are making the movement. I am one of the promise keepers. I have taken the pledge. We've put it in writing to end the corruption that you have just stated. Why is this so important on August 2nd? The guy I am going after, just he is our state central committee man in Mahoning, Columbiana, and uh, and uh, Carroll counties. The guy is the chairman of the party. His... His friend is the director up here in Mahoning County. He is the chairman of our party. His oldest son is named after David Johnson, so he controls pretty much two counties, uh, boards of elections. Not only that, he is on the state central committee. 
He is the treasurer of the state central committee that will not allow an audit to be happened uh, to happen. I told him that if he allowed a fair audit to happen, this election wouldn't be necessary. And that did not happen. So what, it's a non-paying job in the state central committee. What are in these books? So I am literally taking down, and a lot of people believe I'm ahead. We are literally taking down the second most powerful man in the Republican Party that won't allow audits to happen for a non-paying job in an election that didn't happen. So that is my explanation of why I think this is so important. Uh, and uh, why I'm the best candidate is uh, is uh, I'm a Christian. I have kids. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. I'm a husband. I'm a business owner. I have a union company. Uh, I've been working on contracts and jobs for a long time. And uh, I'm sure you're going to get to these in the rest of the questions. Oh, yes. But, oh, yes, we but, will. But okay, so I'll leave that question there at that. Yes. Well, hey, well, thank you for that other stuff. Uh, there was some stuff in there that the listeners will will be able to uh, will be able to take in, and we really do appreciate that, Rick. Absolutely. And don't and don't feel and feel free to ramble on because we got all the time in the world. We have no breaks yet, and we don't have to worry about don't any of that. Don't give me permission so. to do that. People, oh, yeah. people that know me, <laughs> people have been waiting to know me. Uh, that I've been waiting for this for a long time. Well, a yeah. long time for to clean this party up so we have the full potential of the party not tied to special interest. Absolutely. That answers that question. No, yeah, and, <laughs> and a lot of people that are running for state central committee are bringing that up too, lobbyists being on the committee and et cetera. So and it's very important. It's so so important because that's probably what ultimately runs state central committee, in my opinion. That's why nothing ever gets done for we the people. But, Rick, let's just start out with the first question here. And I like to, to say it's a softball, but some people uh, don't think it's a softball. But uh, I think it is. Here it is. Who is Rick Barron and why are you running? I told you a little bit of that to begin with. <laughs> okay, I've already addressed that. Uh, the reason why I'm running is uh, that uh, I'm retired. about 36 years in uh, in construction. My body's beat. I can't do it anymore. Uh, uh, and uh, I have five grandchildren uh and my grandchildren are the i have actually we have a new one now so it's six grandchildren uh but uh they are the world to me i watch my children grow up in ohio i love ohio and i've watched the american dream disintegrate in front of my eyes what i was able to do as a tile layer and my ex-wife was a nurse uh, it's out of grasp now for them to accomplish what I did in my lifetime. And what that means is that I am completely and thoroughly disgusted with lobbyists. I am thoroughly and disgusted by lying, corrupt, pocket lining individuals that have hijacked our party for the people. And I'm sick and tired of uh, career swamp creatures that will back up lobbyists based people, liberal-based people, not family-based people, and turn around and uh, try to hold us out of power. We're changing that. Absolutely, and we need to. We need to for the sake and the soul of the Republican Party because it's most definitely in trouble. Next question here, Rick, and it's something that's uh, being being advocated for a lot uh, for the people running in the uh, state central committee, and I believe if you're a promise keeper, you are one of them. But we'll ask the question anyway to make sure any, any clarifications are made. 
do you feel the state central committee should adopt a, a, a party platform? Oh, absolutely. One thousand percent. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. With the uh, with the August 2nd election and all of this uh, absurdity that went on with the redistricting and whatnot, are you concerned with voter turnout, Rick? And if you are, how are you making sure people show up to vote? Okay, I am the only contested race in three counties, Mahoning, Columbiana, and Carroll County. The redistrict in Carroll County is now part of the Senate District 33. I am ready to throw up, for lack of better words. I am so upset about this. The Secretary of the State has endorsed the guy I'm running for. The Secretary of the State is a swamp creature. They went back on the congressional maps for the federal races and the local issues to an old set of maps. Well, anyhow, the lawsuits were in the Ohio Supreme Court about uh, delaying the election. The Supreme Court justices, which is Mike DeWine's son is on it, ruled that the legislative body in the state of Ohio can only set the dates of the elections. Now, in 2020, that happened. We all know they pushed the primary back, and they did forever. And that one was unconstitutional that the governor did on the actions of uh, Amy Acton. Uh, with it, uh, we had a non-elected official change the dates of our election. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, that it was only a couple days, Sam. It was only a couple days, a day or a few days after that, uh, Secretary of State Larose said that he didn't know what the districts were going to be. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm from Youngstown. I'm going to say the guy don't have a set between his legs, okay? He's a spineless rhino that he needs to go. I mean, I, I, I sat beside him. I've talked to him. I liked him. He talked a good talk when I was running for commissioner. We sat they at Lincoln do. Day dinner. We, uh, he sat beside me in a Lincoln Day dinner, and I got along good with the guy. I mean, but now, but now this is what makes me really ill. And I know I I talk a lot and everything, but it's from my heart. My heart is on my sleeve and uh, it's always been, there's still a place for honesty in this world. What really gets me about this is that we can move the federal races back with no maps, but he took it on himself to split the primary into two dates. The, The people in three counties over here now we're paying taxes and it's going to be probably $30 million to run through a second primary election. They're calling a special election that it's not being marketed out there. Uh, you can't believe the messages I'm getting when they see my signs going up and, my, and they hear my message. Well, we already thought we voted in this. You know, we voted for you, for commissioner. How did we miss you? And so now it's being marketed as a special election. It's not being marketed as a primary. And they're only expecting a 3 to 5% turnout to come into this, uh, to, to go out in this. And what gets my goat with the whole thing is that I believe he did it unconstitutionally, illegally, and he should be brought up on charges by the federal government for doing it, for tampering an election without authority. The Supreme Court in Ohio the day before, a couple of days before, ruled it was a legislative body votes on it, and they set the law the date of the election. The Secretary of State does not have that power. And now here, we wouldn't be in this mess if I was Secretary of State, and here's why. If I was in there, I have enough backbone to shoot it back to the Supreme Court, then what are you telling me to do with the election? 
Okay, I would have thrown it right back on DeWine's son, and I would have thrown it right back on the Supreme Court. I don't have the authority to do this. So now we would have thrown it and forced it back into the state house. I would have, I would have demanded them to uh, give an order for the state house to make an order for a temporary law or an injunction or something to fix our election. $30 million the state of Ohio could have done with. How many homeless veterans are out there? How many kids are out there hungry? Okay, how many kids are growing up poor? Over, I mean, what could we have done with thirty million dollars for a needless special election? Yeah, and I'm, so that's the answer to that. No, I'm glad you hit your, you hit on Frank LaRose because yeah, he is a swamp creature and is unconstitutional. Uh, tampering with our elections is unbelievable. And then two, you know mentioning him splitting the primary. A lot of people are upset with me uh, saying that, you know, this election, this August 6th, August 6th, August 2nd election should be held with this uh, governor, Senate, and all the other statewide races. But, uh, you know, that never happened. And I don't know why they didn't move those elections back with them. They didn't. And it just doesn't make much sense only to tamper with your elections to make sure there's a low turnout and that the establishment candidate wins. But Rick, I'm going to give you some hope here. I well, honestly well, believe. Yeah, give me, give me, can you give me hope in about two I, seconds no, while, while we're on this? Well, yeah, well, yes, please. So let me finish here. Oh yeah. Okay, I think go there's going to be a good turnout, Rick. I think a lot of the people are very upset and mad about this whole redistricting mess. And they know about that. And they know that it costs money and they're going to make sure they show up August 2nd or they've already early voted and they're going to make sure their voice is heard. And okay. I agree with you on I agree with you on that. And I'll go back to you on that in a second. When you when you were about uh, the election and all of that, it actually helped me by them doing this, because now I've had a few extra months to get my message out. So it does not bother me that it is potentially I am talking about the election was illegal and I'm going to get elected in this, but it was right is right. And what what was wrong is wrong. I'm defeating David Johnson because of the extra months, but it was just wrong the way that it happened. No, absolutely. And not, not only wrong, but unconstitutionally, like you yes, pointed correct. out. Unconstitutional. Now, but, 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 but once the voters vote for me in this coming up, they would have to throw out the original primary election if they tried to throw this out. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place because we're defeating David Johnson. That's why it's so important people come out, because this is actually a slap in the face and a complete turnaround for what the swamp wanted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can tell you that right on. uh, That's awesome, Rick. That's awesome. So here, I know you've touched on it a little bit on the show, but I would really, uh, really like you to have the opportunity to hit on it, you know, much harder. What separates you from the swamp creature, David Johnson. I have established pensions. I have established hospitalization. I am well known. I am a Christian. I am honest. My cell phone number is 330-921-5062. If you want to talk, I'll talk. Call me. And what is separate from that is uh, that the, the day I get on the floor and I asked Two people were here last night for a meet and greet. Uh, one drove all the way up from the Dayton area. One came up from Columbus, uh, Laura Rosenberger and Mark Bainbridge, two active sitting members on the state central committee 
that uh, actually are supporting me. And they would love to have me sit beside them, and I would love to have uh, sit beside them. What separates us is that the day I get in to position, I asked them if they would do me one favor for me funding most of this campaign to get a no-paying job. <laughs> I mean, somebody, somebody thinks it's crazy. But David Johnson did not have to face me. I told him if he would have the audit done and make it public that I wouldn't challenge him. So now this audit is that, that has been brought, has lawsuits have been brought against it in the past. Uh, this, this never happened. I am going to stand up after I get put in. I'm Rick Barron, District 33, honing Columbiana, Carroll counties in Ohio. And I make a motion that we have a public audit uh, from an outside firm do the books. And that is the difference between me because the American people, the people in Ohio, the Republicans need to know where their money is being spent. The Republican Party had something I want everybody to look up on Wikipedia. It's called CoinGate. It was Governor Taft, they, uh, the legislative body in Ohio allowed workers comp to buy collector coins. Collector coins came up missing. They, they were overpaid for. They were ordered to be sent in. They were sent in through the mail. They came up missing. And I believe if I'm reading this right, and I believe in my memory, I'm pulling it up, that there were two sets of books the Republican Party had at that time. And there has not been an, a real audit done by an outside firm since then. And that happened around 2005 and 2006. It was back all the way back in, I think, the 80s or 90s when the coins actually did it. But the BWC lost millions of dollars in gold coins. And the guy I'm running against now has been appointed by the governor to the director of uh, as one of the directors of BWC, if he works for like what, however many hours, he gets X amount of dollars. He, he is being paid $2,500 an hour. And we know this because over the past, he has worked different amount of hours. But if you divide it out the amount of hours on the state records, it is 2,500 an hour he is being paid. He's the treasurer of the party. We believe we can move forward, clear the air, and be unstoppable with the force if the people believe in it. We can pull the conservative independents that have been disgruntled back into the party. We can build a better party and it'd be much more credible. Wow. $2,500 an hour, David Johnson, from a government-appointed position, gu gubernatorial-appointed position? Insanity, yes. Yes. Mark, isn't it? Mark Bainbridge confirmed it last night. I pulled it up off of the records. Yes, as a point of the BWC's board of directors. Now, a little off topic with that, because I don't want this to be negative, but the board, the Bureau of Workers' Comp, you can pull it up. It's all over. DeWine weaponized them to challenge liquor license in all the bars. Uh, and uh, the Bureau of Workers' Comp was uh, is headed up by Dave Johnson, the very company that uh, uh, the very organization uh, that Dave Johnson heads up, Mike DeWine weaponized, Dave's being compensated twenty five hundred an hour. Dave orchestrated two secret endorsements to uh, get Mike Dewine over, and we believe Dewine claimed it. Uh, it was somewhere around a million dollars before Mike Dewine was endorsed. That Dave Johnson, treasurer of the Republican Party, had to sign the checks to send Dewine. Wow. So, so, Sam.
<laughs> you broke up there a little bit. Uh, did you say that was Corn Gate, Coin Gate as well? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was before Dave. It was before Dave Johnson was in there. But yeah, it was called Coin Gate. Okay, that that's Bureau, the that's, Bureau of Workers' Compensation, and read the whole article about the ties to the Republican Party in two sets of books. Awesome, awesome. Well, our people, our people, our, our people don't need any doubt about the greatness of our party. Absolutely, our party is great. Our party is is great without the smell of corruption. No, yes, amen to that. And it needs to it needs to work at its full potential. Yes. And it's and it, I like how you say that you almost want to throw up because it's not. And you know I think many other Ohioans around the state do as well. Rick, there's been some groundbreaking news. This is at the federal Supreme Court. Uh, this is a question I want to ask because it's an important issue to me and I think to a lot of the listeners. There's some Republicans out there that are okay with abortion. Are you, what is your opinion on the uh, Roe versus Wade decision? And are you pro life? Are you not? Oh, I'm a hundred percent pro life. Ohio, Ohio, right to life activist coalition. I believe that is the name. Forgive me if it's I missed it a little bit. But anyhow, I'm endorsed by them. All awesome. life is sacred. All life is sacred. Now. I buried a child. I held him for an hour. He was born premature. He was around 20 weeks. Or clump of cells, and it was this, it was that, Roe versus Wade. Anyhow, he was on a uh, warming table to die, and I told him to bring him in. I could see his skin was so thin, I could see his heart beating through his skin. His hands were swollen from my fingernail, and I watched him take a last breath of my own. was nine Ex-wife and I waited two years. My daughter was born three months premature. She is well. Two sons of two and six GPA. Uh, she's a licensed social worker. So Rose's Wade was unconstitutional from day one. I'm a firm supporter of overreach of a government, and the government didn't follow. They kicked it back to the states which it should have never been uh, the Supreme Court to make the law. I touched on that a little bit ago. It is up to the legislative body to vote on on the law and make law. The courts cannot make law. They can only uphold. And uh, it was never should have been input in from day one. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Rick. And uh, just so you know, I just want to make this, you know, point this out. You are cutting out a little bit here and there, so... Uh, just so you know, if there's any way that you might be able to make your signal a little bit better, I'm sorry for asking that again. Uh, but I just want to make sure that we have the best quality for you, Rick. That's all. I'm sorry about that. But uh, I just wanted to let you know about that. But also, too, thank you for bringing up the, bringing up, uh, the lawsuit brought on by the party. Uh, is there anything that you want to finish with that? I heard you uh, mentioned Mark Bainbridge and whatnot. But I want to make sure you get the opportunity to, uh, to give us your thoughts on that. And, uh, you know, obviously, for the listeners who don't know this this lawsuit has been thrown out of court, but I believe it's an appeals court. But if you'd like to touch on that, Rick, you're more than welcome. Yeah, the lawsuit has been thrown. I'm breaking. Yeah, you're still breaking up uh, a little bit there. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find a spot where it's not picking up. Anyhow, uh, the lawsuit is about the audits not happening. Good there. Mark, uh, Mark Bainbridge, uh, 
And people that were on the, uh, they were appointed by Chairman Bob Paducci to sub finances, which was their job, and they found uh, improprieties. And they, I've got the emails Mark has provided me. I'm a business owner. I fill out prevailing wage reports. I understand S corporations, but I'm not an accountant by any means. And so someone with me that has a little bit of knowledge looks at these things and I'm like, what the hell is going on with these things? So now for almost two years now, they've been trying to get an outside firm to look at them, but uh, it's not happening. Dave Johnson, uh, the guy I'm running against the treasurer, uh, just says there's no money. And then he tries to turn it around for defamation lawsuits. He threatens all the time. Uh, that we're trying to call him a crook, we're trying to call him a thief, that he didn't steal any money. I've known David for almost four decades. I'm not calling David a thief. I I don't know. I, I don't know where the money is at. I don't know if it's mishandled. I don't know if it was before he got in there. I don't, it, it may all be on a legitimate. It might just be documented wrong. I mean, but so. Rick, did we lose you? Mr. Rick Barron? You still there? Let's try to get him yes. back. I lost you yes, a little you bit there? there for about 30 seconds. You there, or so, yeah. All right. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. I lost you so, there for about 30 what seconds. Was, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, it was okay. just uh, okay. defamation lawsuits by uh, David or uh, Dave Johnson, but that's where that's where we yeah, left so, off. Yeah. So, okay. So anyhow, it was, the, it was thrown out of court, and then the court uh, uh, it, it should frighten everybody in Ohio. A Democrat judge didn't dismiss it, saying that they were innocent. Uh, some of it was that uh, it was meritless, but it didn't go into what part was meritless and what wasn't. But candidates file a 501c. They're, they're, they're considered that. They're nonprofit. Under Ohio Revised Code, state central committee and uh, political parties are not. So basically, the lawsuit didn't make a judgment as whether or not we need the audits. The, the Democrat judge put out an order which is very, 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 very disturbing and makes me believe that we are already in a communist country that political parties are above the court system. The court system don't have the authority to regulate the books at uh, uh, pl uh, either party, Democrat or Republican. Absolutely. Well, well said there. Moving on, Rick, and this is something uh, being talked about a lot. Obviously, I've been to some of these uh, state central committee meetings, and I just don't understand how they conduct business. And I've actually mentioned you on my show uh, quite some time, a matter of fact, a because I also mentioned your opponent and how awful the guy, awful of a guy he is, but how most of the time he doesn't even show up to the meeting. He will be on Zoom, and when they vote yay or nay, he's the one screaming, and I mean screaming into his microphone, yay or nay, to make sure that his vote is counted, and it's absurd. Do you believe that the state central committee should be voting by roll call? 100% yes. We don't know if that thing, I mean, is it live? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to do what you're doing, Zoom or anything. Yes. 
for God's sake, he's making twenty five hundred an hour at BWC. Is he doing that over the phone? If me and you don't show up to work, brother, do we get fired? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, fire the guy. He's not showing up to work. What is he doing? Is he sitting in his car club? What's what's he doing? Why isn't he there going over the papers in his hands? You know, I'm running for an office as an elected official. My job to me is every bit as important what my Marine dad did. I'm answering a call of duty for this country. If I can't show up, I don't belong in power. No, amen, man. I respect that. I respect that a lot. And I thank you for your uh, uh, dad's service. Uh, that's awesome <laughs> anybody's been raised by a marine will know the first two decades of their oh, life they oh, were in boot, yeah. they were they were in boot camp <laughs> i can only imagine i used to work with one uh, <laughs> i miss him to death <laughs> so thank you for that <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely uh so rick there's a huge issue going on in the state of ohio uh, and it's basically put on by our legislator and our tyrannical governor but more or less our legislator because we have the votes to overturn a veto and I feel if you go to the state central committee, you'll have a huge impact on getting statewide candidates elected, Republican candidates. So do you, uh, what's your, what's your stance on the issue of medical freedom? Because that's a big issue and we need to know your stance. I got banned from Facebook and uh, it was taken down for my thoughts. Whenever I think she was a Democrat or somebody was a Schumer from, uh, New York I got a ban uh, that I was, it was uh, violence, but it's not violence. It's the truth. If you come at me to poke a hole in me with a vaccine, I'm going to poke a hole in with you, a hole in you. And it had a picture of a 30 odd six shell. Oh my. Wow. <laughs> All, right. All right. You know what, Sam? And I respect you and I love you. We may have differences or whatever, but if somebody comes at you to drag you out and do something against your will you know what? They're going to have a fight on their hands because Amen. I consider you a patriot and a brother and uh, everything. Your body is your sanctity. We are the temple of God. Amen. All right. All right. You know, and I'm not picking on anybody. And God knows I abuse my body bad enough over here. But I am not going to allow some pedophile, so, whatever you want to call them, somebody that 75 members of Congress, uh, if I had the stats right, donated in the top three drug manufacturers, and I had the stat from December a while back, Pfizer made $131 billion in profit. Pelosi's husband was on the news today. They just did, so they, they did something, a ruling in the House, and Pelosi's husband invested a million dollars in stock. Yep. All right. So now our politicians have no right over the sanctity of your body. Okay, so the, the medical freedom, I'm endorsed by Ohio uh, Advocates for Medical Freedom awesome. in the state. Awesome. No, 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 but nobody has a right to touch or violate your body. Now, that also, go, uh, that also goes through a plan that I want to get in, and I put it to our Rep. Alcatrona uh, for sexual victims. That, the, the sexual victim, is their body is their sanctity. Any pedophile, any incest, any rape tied with the abortion law that they're trying to say that rape and incest, uh, abortion should be legal. Every Everybody that wants to post some type of uh, come at the government or an individual for rape or incest needs to go to hospital immediately. A, uh, a uh, day after pill plan B needs to be administered and a son of a bitch that did anything to them needs to be in prison. Our bodies are our sanctity and they are not violated by anybody for any reason. No, I'll agree with you on the uh, prison thing for sure. They need to make sure that these people are going to prison 
and going to prison for a long time. I mean, keeping my, them there my, and maybe even castrating my, them. Well, yeah, I plan. We just had, we, it was all over the news. We had a, a corrections officer was assaulted in prison. Her name was drug all over the newspapers. Whoever released her name to the newspapers uh, on any court record, she should have been Jane Doe, should be in prison for a felony. Any child, any person that is raped, any sexual victim, is their identity is protected or the person goes to jail for a felony. Yep. Yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, people need to be, their body is their sanctity. It is their, it is them. I mean, they should not be a victim because somebody else violated them. Absolutely. And thank you for that, Rick. And thank you for that. Uh, you know, I, I would have your back too, man. No, no one's going to vax us Americans against our will. Uh, I'll die on that hill. I will die on that hill. And I'll fight I will for die anybody. On also. Yeah, any, anybody willing to die on it with me, uh, you know. And and there's a lot. Trust me, there's a lot. And uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we would we would do what's necessary. Let's just put it there. Yes. But I appreciate that, Rick. That means a lot. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome, brother. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say if I'm gonna say when, but when Rick Barron is elected to state central committee in the 33rd district as the male representative, what do you plan on changing, Rick? Well, uh, I just told you what I've already proposed to our state rep in a room full of about 70 patriots, uh, the, the uh, victim of uh, sexual uh, crimes protection. Uh, I, I mean, we don't do that in the state central committee, but I sure want anybody that's listening. To it, I don't care if I get credit for an audience on the air here. I want that to happen. Secondly, uh, we, I have three promises, three bullet points. I am a promise keeper. You can find me and all of us. Uh, on ohiopromisekeepers.com, ohiopromisekeepers.com. I put it in writing. I started this motion to do what I'm doing to clean up corruption before I ever heard of the Promise Keepers. Here the Promise Keepers were up and rolling, and they were talking all the same stuff I am. They're from the other side of the state. We didn't know about each other. So now I'm at a Patriot rally, and I run into somebody, and they go, my God, you're a Promise Keeper. And I go, who are Promise Keepers? <laughs> and so she goes that's awesome. well, i'm gonna tell them i'm gonna tell them about you and i said and she goes go home and look them up and i went home and looked them up and she may even sent me the link and i didn't hesitate a minute and i took the pledge the pledge uh, that we are going to change as i already touched on a little bit we are going to end primary endorsements in the party now i can endorse you you can endorse me that is just me and you saying that we like what each other was standing for and you can hold me accountable uh, you know, if, uh, if if you can, they, if I endorse you, the public can hold me accountable. Sam messes up, and I'm going to call you. Hey, bud, I'm getting flack. All right, that's what a personal does, uh, 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 endorsement does. Yep. A party endorsement is completely different. A party endorsement is the the party. We need 34 votes of the 66 individuals that head up the uh, oh, uh, the Ohio Republican Party. For those that don't know, it is a man and a woman elected for each Senate district. We have 33 Senate districts. So there are 66 individuals that head up either the Democrat or the Republican Party. Republican Party, we need a 34 majority vote, uh, a better, little over 50% uh, to uh, uh, do endorsements, change the bylaws, and make everything happen we want to happen. So 
we need 34 people. So that's where promise keepers are really big. If I get in there, I need, I need uh, 33 other patrons standing beside me. So wherever you're at in the state, please look up Ohio promise keepers, Ohio value voters. Uh, um, we're all on that li- on those lists, Ohio value voters.com. Uh, and those are the Patriots and promise keepers are the big ones. We took the promise. Anyhow, I am going, uh, we want to make motions that the primary endorsements will never happen again. We want to change the bylaw and myself, I'm leading the charge on that in our area to where we don't have a secret endorsement meeting ever again. That's where the open roll call votes come in. And that's my second promise. So two of them are tied together. I want to stand up or one of my colleagues stand up and say, and I'm going to fill mine in, or somebody, I, John Doe, from District of the Law, promises are done in one motion. reason being is the party endorsements open up the coffers of money, could be hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to endorse a, a, a candidate. Now, state central committee members such as myself, we don't have to file campaign finance reports. So what that means is a possibility, not saying it's happened, so I don't get sued. I'm not saying it's happening. It is a possibility that lobbyists can pay off state central committee people to sell their vote for an endorsement for special primary. Somebody Somebody like George Soros can buy... 34 votes in the Republican Party, 34 votes in the Democrat Party, have two individuals square off and he wins. Either way, he's playing both sides of the could place both sides of the coin. We want to end that. We don't want we don't want people to have that kind of uh, shroud over their shoulder. You want to know what you're working for in the party. I want to know what I'm working in the party for. I want to know why I'm running for an office in the party. And I first, I want to know where our money is going. Secondly, that same motion is the open roll call. You don't vote for me. You don't vote for Dave Johnson, my competitor. You don't vote for anybody to sit down on a Zoom call, have a secret vote, or go to the chamber, and you don't know what you're voting for. That person is working behind you in the scenes and talking to your face or talking with a sport tongue, and they're liars. The third one is the audit that we talked about, and I already said that. That is our third bullet point. A public audit from an outside firm can be confirmed by everybody by making it public. This is going to make our party untouchable, honest, and everything. You are going to know who you are voting for. We are not rigging primaries, and you know where your money is going. The day after the primary now, we, me and you, and I think you'll agree on it with me, the people, the truly the people, we are the people, pick the candidate in a primary without being stacked with ungodly amounts of money that a fair candidate and honestly the people candidate has to challenge and quite honestly can't win. So, uh, that is the day after the primary, we jump on board with that candidate as Republicans and we get them elected over Democrats. Absolutely. Absolutely. The day after those though, are my, those are my three promises. Well, thank you for that, Rick. And thank you for mentioning uh, the, the party primary endorsements thing. That's a big issue uh, for me uh, because if I would ever want to run for public office, I'd most likely run as a Republican or an independent. Um, and if I'm going to run as a Republican, I'm 
the way I talk and the way I act, I most likely won't get that endorsement. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it, we can, we challenge, we challenge establishment. You're not getting it. No. We're not puppets to them. Yep, we're not they, puppets to them. Exactly. We're not puppets. We're not puppets to special interest. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not in their, it's not in their power because they, and I've had it told to me here in the Mahoney County headquarters and Columbiana that uh, you don't have the donors, you're not getting elected. And so they won't endorse you. They endorse the person that can get the money for the party. Yeah, it's not all about the money because if it was this, uh, you know, yeah, it's not about the money. And people need to get that out of their head because we can do so much more without money. And we've proven that, Rick, we have. Oh, yes, we, we have proven that. And it is time that we end that. Absolutely. you got to look at the, you know, you know, in, in school, you know, and and when I raised my kids and they were hearing all the division, I know I'm rambling on, brother, but this this is what makes me and you. In school, in school, I learned Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech. You know what I earned? I learned J.F. Kennedy's speech. You know what? J.F. Kennedy asked not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Then, yep. then, I mean, our politicians. Why? Why do they want money? I mean, I, I mean, come on. I mean, it should be the working class in there doing it out of the goodness of their heart. I understand that they say it takes time to get educated or whatever, but we're doing it. I mean, before we're ever running and before we get in. So the second one is Martin Luther King. Great human being, preacher. I know if you don't have a dot, I could sit in a room with him and we would love each other. The guy, the guy, I raised my kids to believe with him that we need to judge a character uh, we need to judge the character of a person, not by anything but the content of their character. We don't put a price tag on a politician. We 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 elect a politician for the content of their character. Amen. Amen. And that's awesome. You raise your kids up like that, and I guarantee you they will be able to elect godly, fearing, uh, great patriots. Well, my, we my, my, my oldest child is 36. She's raising two sons of her own. And yes, they are coming up the right way. That's and awesome. God bless them. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's awesome. You come from, you come from a good family too. I've I do. I am so honored to come from the family that I come from. Shout out to my lovely mom and Paul. Thank you so much, mother and father. You guys are wonderful. They're listening yeah, to the guys, show. Guys, obviously. guys, thank you. Guys, thank you for raising your son right. <laughs> so uh, last question here, Rick, and then we'd love for you to do an ending statement. We always... Here on the show, we always love for the uh, candidates to do an ending statement in case we forgot anything or if there's anything that you would like us leave, to leave us with. Uh, but going on to the last question here, this is just a question about uh, your opinion on Chairman Bob Paducic's leadership in the Ohio Republican Party. Can you give me your opinion on that, please, Rick? Pocket lining. Interest. Cronyism. And I'm going to, I could go on and on and on, but the guy needs to be replaced. Once we get majority in the party, we can put in the being out there that will uh, speak everything that I've said. When we get to 34 in there and we oust him and we elect a new chair, I can guarantee you it's going to be a patriot. It's not going to be somebody that uh, that uh, uh, that throws people off of subcommittee. He, he put them on the subcommittees. They find in, inappropriate things in the finance books in their opinions, and I do too. I've seen the paperwork. He throws them off of the committees, which he's not allowed to do. I think you should stand trial in a court yep. uh, for, for, for mis mis misuse and abuse of power. No, and I love that, Rick. Opinion. 
I love that, Rick. That's awesome. I've never heard anybody say that about him, but uh, I love that, and I would go with you behind that on that. Uh, he should definitely stand well, trial with you, what he's doing. You know what? When, if, if I were to point you to a board to, for, to oversee the finances of our Republican Party, and then I came back and I removed you after you found questionable stuff because my crony is the guy doing the books, the treasurer, and everything, how would you feel? You know what? That 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 that's got to stop. I can guarantee you. While we're in there, there's going to be no cronies, cronyism in there. It's done. I mean, because because you were put on that board to find it, but then you're supposed to shut or be removed from your position. No, the guy deserves to be put on trial. Yep, you most definitely be a watchdog in the ORP. We need you there, Rick. We need you there. If you'd like to give an ending statement, we'd love to hear it, Rick. I think I said everything. I mean, I, I mean, I'm so passionate about it. I've waited my whole life for this. I've only ran for one political office. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a grandpa. I'm a business owner. I've worked dozens of people out of the hall and helped them. Never had a grievance on them, uh, on them from me towards me. Uh, I mean, I, I first signed up in the hall in 1986, and it's pretty astounding. I've never had one grievance brought against me from a union hall. One person working under me, and I'm proud. I drive older vehicles. Uh, uh, I, I donate to charities. I've stood in line at the, uh, and uh, I've fed people on New Year's at our homeless shelters. Uh, we had a guy shot for $300. Uh, I'm a tile layer. His name was Joe Calusa. I donated time when I was laid off, uh, and I made sure he had a handicapped bathroom. I've done it numerous times. I just, they told me I could put signs up. I've never done it. I kept it in the shadows. And this is one of the few times I've gone public about the stuff I've done in the shadows. Uh, I've worked, I've rang bell when I was a teenager for the Salvation Army to feed hungry people in the city because I grew up poor. I drive old vehicles. I've only bought one or two new vehicles or trucks in my lifetime. And I could have hundreds of thousands of dollars in cars. I could have the million dollar house, but I've helped people through my career. I signed up at a union hall as a signatory contractor to pay benefits on working families to hire decent people. I am not a wealthy man by any means. I am running uh, and paying out of my pocket for a position I will not be paid for. And we, I'm doing it because I want a country left for my grandchildren. I touched on it earlier. I've watched what I've done, build my new house and build my company. I was my own contractor, bank loaned me money, whatever. My kids don't have the same America that I had, that I raised them in. I want that back. And it starts right here in Ohio. We have the resources in Ohio to do this, and we need to tell the federal government if we must to help them. We need a Ron DeSantis-type person on our state central committee. By the way, Ron DeSantis's grandfather was chairman in the Mahoney County Republican Party in 1970. His name wow. was Phil Ro His name was Phil Rogers. My father-in-law's name my my wife's name is Doyle. My father-in-law ran for Senate and I believe it was the seat Michael Rooley is sitting in in 1970. My wife's father. So, I mean, I'm married to a very good girl here, uh Patriots and I I believe that I am on I it, that she is an angel from heaven, and uh, it is what we need. This when I, we met, because we had no idea till a few a little while ago that uh, Ron DeSantis. It was maybe four February. We walked in, and there's a sign in our Republican headquarters. Her dad's name is on it, Joe Doyle, and father and uh, uh, Chairman Rogers is in the bottom of the plaque. 
And uh, I researched it, and it is true. It's Ron DeSantis' grandfather that my father-in-law ran for Senate in Ohio from. I can guarantee you that both of those guys are probably rolling over in their graves of what's <laughs> happened to the Republican Party. So, imagine. you know, and in little side note, St. Charles, Father Charles uh, here in Boardman, Ohio, he may have left, I heard rumors. But uh, that's Ron DeSantis' cousin. Wow. So I would love to see, I would love to meet Ron DeSantis, and uh, I'm going to tell him he's my role model. I am absolutely 100% a Trump Republican. I'm running for this office because of Trump. But God love DeSantis. Amen. So, Amen. All He's right, brother. I'm going to end But hey, hey, we um, love... We hey, lo- August, August 2nd. It's not a special election. It is the primary. I need you. Sam needs you. Ohio needs you. I don't have to get in there, but 34 of us have to get in there. Research the Patriots at OhioPromisePeepers.com, OhioValueVoters.com. Amen. Hey, Rick, can you give your social media uh, email or any personal contact information or even a place where we can donate at? Do you have any of that you'd like to share with the listeners? Okay, you can donate. I don't have – I'm new at all the uh, stuff. But you can donate at my wife's uh, – my wife's uh, – uh, Venmo account. Uh, we don't claim finance, of course, but we're keeping it all legal anyhow. But it is at Andrea Sharilla. Uh, people can donate. Uh, my address is 993 Anderson Drive, Boardman, Ohio, 44511. Uh, people can send a check there. Uh, we can also, uh, I am, my, uh, you can email us tile, T I L E, dude. D-U-D-E, Rick at Hotmail.com. My daughter set it up about 25 years ago as a joke. <laughs> tile, tile, dude, Rick at Hotmail.com. My cell phone is 330-921-5062. Awesome. Hey, Rick Barron, uh, from the 33rd District, running as a male representative, State Central Committee in the state of Ohio, Republican. Thank you so much, Rick. It is such a awesome content right here and we appreciate you coming on the show it really means a lot to me and all the listeners to get your message out it's so important that we're educated so thank you again and i can't stress enough how grateful i am and you know just the rest and and just not coming on the show but for running right for challenging that swamp monster that needs to be removed thank you so much rick thank you sir keep up the good work brother god bless bye-bye god bless Rick Barron, the candidate trying to unseat Dave Johnson from the 33rd District, the Ohio Republican Republican Party treasurer that refuses to claim money is missing. That's your candidate if you want the old dog to be removed. Rick Barron, obviously, he's an open, honest book. He's ran before. He has the name recognition. He can beat, excuse me, Dave Johnson. We just need all of you to go out there and support. Let people know he's running. It's important. It needs done. We need new leadership. It's so important. Please vote for Rick Barron in the 33rd District. For some of you that don't know, I I am in Florida right now at this moment, or on my way. The great state of Florida. I like how he brought up DeSantis. Yay, DeSantis land. 
Yes, we are in DeSantis land. Um, we're going to be pre-recording some interviews for you. I hope that we are able to get enough for the whole week, Monday through Friday. There probably will be no special episode uh, on Saturday, but uh, we will try to make sure Monday through Friday is filled up with interviews, people running for office this coming election. Uh, it's going to be so good. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about this vacation too because, uh, you know, it's with my girlfriend's mother's family. And this is, you know, it's going to be fun. Uh, Florida fried shrimp. You can't beat it. Fried shrimp, French fries. You cannot beat it. It's really good stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'll be here bringing you the content from the great state of Florida. Uh, just pre recorded. So. Stay tuned. Now we're moving on to the most important part of the show, the verse of the day. Thank you so much for staying to listen to this wonderful part of the show. We're here in the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. In the world, you would have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That is in the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. It's so important to bring Jesus into your life. Make sure you, you know, try to, you know, Tell people in your life to go to Christ. Uh, ask them if they know Jesus Christ. Ask them if they've, you know, ever went to church. Um, you know, ask them to accept Jesus into their life. Uh, it's a very important thing. Um, like I said, hopefully tomorrow we'll be doing interviews with another candidate running for the House, Senate, or State Central Committee. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I look forward to bringing you more news, content, interviews, and talk shows. Please check out the website redfutureradio.com. We have a new Telegram channel, The Samuel McGuire Show. Please check it out. My social media is at Samuel C. McGuire. We have Facebook, Twitter, True Social, Instagram, Getter, Parlor, Telegram, TikTok. My email, Samuel C. McGuire at gmail.com. I'm enjoying Florida. I love all of you. Be back soon. Peace out. This is The Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio.